0: is Path to Story, a Warhammer Age of Sigmar Path to Glory podcast, where we focus on the lore, rules, and storytelling of narrative play. Thank you for joining us once again as we pitch our tents, set up camp, and share our tales from along the Path to Story. Your companions around the campfire this episode are... Hi, I'm Paul, but today, my name is Braggit Big Talker, Rabble Rouser. Mmm, I love Braggit. I love Braggit. Because... Because he's saying exactly what he's doing. He's bragging it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's bringing it and bragging it. Bringing and bragging it. And I'm Will, but today I am Sir Gerion, the Marrow Scroll Herald. The Marrow Scroll. Is it literally just like melting?
1: Is it like marrow as in like, you know, where you make fancy meals out of and just melting off of the paper constantly?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like,
1: look at my beautiful handwriting. That's just greasy, like something. <laughs>
0: I just love the, that juxtaposition of Sir Jarian and then the Marrow Scroll. Those of you may notice, it's just Paul and I today because we are doing a special reaction episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, as of us recording, uh, Warhammer Fest did its Age of Sigmar reveals, and there is a lot of narrative news that we just couldn't wait, that we wanted to talk about and send out to you all right away. The Narrative News Network. (laughs) Breaking story. There's more story. (laughs) Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to break down the preview, everything that's going on. And we really just want to talk about the narrative possibilities. For those of you that have watched the preview already, you kind of know where some of this is going. And those of you who haven't watched after this episode, go back and check it out because there is so much uh, content that we're going to talk about that you will want to see with your own eyes. Uh, after oh,
1: absolutely. There's there's some amazing stuff here.
0: Yeah. Uh, some of it is really exciting. and uh, We're going to go through each video. Um, we're not going to have you all listen to it here, but we're going to talk about what excites us about each section. Especially when it comes to telling stories down the road. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, Paul, before we roll right into it?
1: No, I'm just too excited to watch the video. So,
0: <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, we're going to get this first section started, which is going to be about the cities of Sigmar. All right. So we just got a good look at the new cities of Sigmar Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, what stood out to you about these guys?
1: Um, I love how ornate and medieval they look i think that's mm-hmm. really cool um yeah. i i immediately was drawn to the there's the little squares the square motif on all of the barding and on some of the shields as well yeah um that have these little symbols and to me i look at that and go oh they they specifically made a plate to be our place to put transfers that exactly. to me looks like a transfer sheet opportunity and that fits that fits with um the picture that we've seen where it has all the little diamonds with different symbols in them. Right? Yeah. So I'm they,
0: they have the new symbols for the different cities, uh, supposedly. Yeah. So and and yeah, you're right calling out that they're likely transfer sheet spots. Mm-hmm. It is also telling that like none of the heraldry on the models we've seen have those symbols they have a lot of things you would expect to see on uh medieval heraldry like uh Mm -hmm. unicorns a classic skull dog
2: um
0: there's a, a wide variety and then i do like that it just like helps like if you want to do freehand that's like a perfect little practice square you can do it on absolutely I
1: feel like we're still getting, uh, like, it's. it seems like a mix of the old Empire and the old Britonians. Yes. Um, we're, we're getting, uh, for example, on the helmets, one of them has a boar's head and the other one has a stag helm. Mm-hmm. And then the third one has a gate, which reminds me of the Brittonian knights, which all had different animals or symbols as their heraldry. The female knight with the mace, she's got, like, a wooden construct in back of her which kind of reminds me of some of the Bretonian art uh, things as well. But it looks super cool. I'm really intrigued to see what else, if this is one build kit, or if there's going to be multiple builds. So what are your thoughts on it? What were
0: your first reactions? Honestly, my first reaction, you kind of called it out, the woman knight. And mm-hmm. just like looking at it, each one of these knights like has a different body type which really mm-hmm. stood out to me. It's not just the copy and paste the same torso over again. You've got some folks that are a little bit portly, some that are uh, that look like men, some that look like women, some that look like skinny people. It kind of, like, runs the gamut. Like you said, you've got some of that Bretonian folks because you have people with the very ordinate helmets or the very ordinate livery. Um, but then that lady with the mace, you can see she's got, like, a wart on her face, like... Mm-hmm she's not the prettiest person in the world and you don't have (laughs) to be to fight for Sigmar. And I think they're doing a really good job of like telling those stories of like what normal people are across the realms and trying to condense all of the realms and all possibilities of what normal is into a single kit that like represents everyone. And it's a huge task. And I think based on what we've seen, I think it's, they're, they're doing a good job. You know, the other thing
1: I'm noticing now that I'm, I'm, I'm intently trying to, like, figure out things.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I So you had mentioned Unicorn before, and I'm looking at, there's the guy with the hammer, and he's got the boar's head helmet. His horse has a tower sticking out of the middle of a forehead like a unicorn. <laughs> yep. And then the champion has a skull with a spike on it on the horses. And then they're like, I don't know if it's a frog or something on the, the female knight. Yep and like so that reminds me of the old chaos knight sculpts uh hmm. because they always had a horn coming out from the center of the um of the horse's nose as it were uh so it it's interesting i'm seeing a lot of elements from all the different knights that they've had from the old world kind of drawn together yeah and
0: then just like another fun thing is the stuff that's like sitting in the back of the horses everyone mm. has a different version of that too
1: yeah that's a very questing night thing from the Bretonians. Yeah.
0: every single one had
1: like you know a fiddle or a a person like you know they had all these different things so um yeah no is, is there a lot of there's just an immense amount of character i think is really yeah. what the way i would phrase it is it's, it's, it's some of them have tassels on the bottom of the barding and some of them just have like a fringe Um, Some of them just have cloth or rings like there's just there's a lot of different design motifs but they all share this like almost um, steam tank like barding right Mm -hmm. this very intentionally worked um, design yeah
0: Yeah. and then going off of that one thing that really stands out to me is if you're telling the story of these being like the normal rundown folks in the realms that's Mm -hmm. Obviously the story they're trying to tell with the paint scheme they're using. Yep for this unit, like everything is very earthy, it's run down, it's stinked up. But with the fancy barding and like with the fancy trim pieces and all the armor. Yeah. If you just painted that like and I've said this a few times online, but if you just paint that like golden blue and then yeah. like make it fancier and more neat, you suddenly have something that's from like straight out of his ear, it's the blue bloods coming for the first time as opposed to what we see, which is like the people who have been living in the realms forever. Yeah, this kid is very much like designed from the ground up to be able to represent anything just by how you use your bits and how you do your paint schemes.
1: Oh, for sure. So the other thing I'm really specifically noticing is um, on the female knight again, um, she's got a skull on her knee. And that was very much an old chaos night design element. Hmm. Um, so that oh, yeah. like, to me, the reason why these are interesting aren't because I'm like, Oh, I noticed this from this kit, or I'm going like, all I'm thinking is like just the narrative. All I can think of is like, where does this female knight come from? Yeah. Right. Like she's got a story to how she ended up in this position. And, and the same one, same thing with pretty much every one of them. They set, they just tell a story in and of themselves and they look very much like five character models mm-hmm. as opposed to a unit of five horsemen. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it, it's really cool. I, I think it's going to look great. And I, I hope that there are, are like, you know, perhaps knights or like, so with lances, perhaps there's lances or maybe there's five more heads that really tell the story of five more characters. Like, I, I don't know are whether helmeted and unhelmeted for each character. Um
0: it- Honestly, it looks impossible to tell because if, like, so if you were to pull up the reveal page on Warhammer Community, mm-hmm. there are like pictures of like other knights that we don't see in the video. And one, oh, yes, is it's the same exact horse as like one of the normal cavaliers, yeah, but he has all the equipment that you see in the unit champion. So I feel like this kit has so many opportunities yeah. that I will be surprised if, like, you come across two different players that have the same unit of five built yeah. in the same way, unless they go exactly off of like what that first recommendation that's printed in the build. It looks yeah. like there are so many possibilities that you could tell so many stories with with mm-hmm. what we have. And I think that's the main thing that we're like circling around is the amount of possibilities seem phen- phenomenal just based on what yeah. we're seeing, which of course mind-boggling. Is what they want us to see. But so still. looking at those bottom
1: pictures, I hadn't seen the, the guy with the ax before. And immediately he looks to me like the, there's a Britonian character with an ax and a big shield. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, it looks exactly like that guy. Right. Like there's just a lot and and the head yeah no i'm just noticing so many nods back to the old designs yeah um and that's just super cool um and so the other thing that that tells me is that it seems like they're just fit in super well with the realms Mm -hmm. while still being their own thing yeah um oh that's cool uh so the the if you click on the picture with the guy with the axe yep and then you open another window and then you click it again it gets bigger yeah and there is um a it looks like a transfer of a skeleton holding a flame in the palm and i'm like what's that city where where is that
0: from yeah well in the flame it's got two tails so there's a lot of things that could be represented from that like is it just a like a personal family heraldry is it Mm -hmm. a donbringer crusade is it just like some symbol of sigmar's church that we may find when the battle tome comes out yeah wow there's 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 a lot yeah um cool but yeah Uh, before we move on i think just to summarize what we're looking at because this was only like a two three minute (laughs) video on the reveal is this cavalry kit looks like it's giving like you the player all of the tools you need to tell a cool story about mounted knights. You can mm-hmm. tell the story of normal people in the realms who are just trying to eke out a living and you can tell the story of like individual like character level heroes running together and the the possibilities are all there now we're gonna go on to i mean the big Headline I thought Cities of Sigmar was going to be the big headline for Warhammer Fest, yeah. But the big headline is going to be something new called Dawnbringers, and we're going to watch that real quick and come back with our notes. All right, cool, we'll be back. All right, so we now know that the new narrative moving forward is going to be based on the Dawnbringers, yes. Uh, Paul, what exactly is this narrative that they're going to be pushing for us? I have been
1: waiting for so long for this to show up because as soon as they put out the core (laughs) book for 3.0, I was like, what are these Dawnbringers? Yes, please. Like, so Dawnbringers are basically, uh, they are the normal people of the realms being shoved out of the cities of Cities of Sigmar Mm
2: -hmm. to go and
1: reclaim um, and claim new places. Uh, Typically, they're going to be focused on like geomantic nodes or something like that. I'm, I'm in the middle of reading Cato, um mm. as a car right now and it deals a little bit with this so i'm like i'm super into it right now and they've been mentioning Dawnbringers bringers and mentioning Dawnbringers bringers and mentioning Dawnbringers. bringers i'm like great we're gonna get it this is what cities of sigmar is going to turn into and then they're like no but this is cities of sigmar and i'm like but where did my dawn go and the answer is here they're in this narrative supplement that they are now going to be releasing so
0: yeah and the it's not just like a generic book that's just like Dawnbringers and just listing different crusades there is an actual story that they are going to be focusing on yes and telling which is going to be about two specific crusades leaving Hammerhall. hall mm-hmm. so we've got Hammerhall hall that is split up into two parts one is in the realm of actually one is in the realm of Guyran.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: they're launching a crusade into both realms and the tagline is one will rise One will fall, all shall burn. They are not hiding the fact that one of these crusades will fail. We just don't know which one yet. So, quick 50 50, which one's going to fail, Giron or Akshi? My money's going to go on Akshi. Yeah. And the reason for that is because the video that they showed to preview this Uh has a really cool, like, stylized map of Akshi and we hear mm-hmm. a lot of voices from Akshi which is a really cool thing that um i thought was interesting is the video has all these voices talking i made notes of like which ones i could i sort of identify
2: mm-hmm.
0: what's interesting is they all had like similar almost accents so they're creating this idea of this is what people in Akshi sound like and we just have mm-hmm. like five overlapping voices where you can tell these people are in actually one way or the other, except for one voice that had a different accent and was very clearly a stormcast, which I loved
1: I am gonna go the opposite of you, and Ooh. I'm gonna pick Duran because at least at the moment we're still dealing with the uh, song of life mm-hmm. and so if there's one place to go right now and to try and take from another race. It wouldn't necessarily end well. I mean, I think I would go no. with Giran and uh, there's so many no. threats there that would make it very, very hard to exist between Nurgle and the Sylvaneth to begin with. So,
0: This is true, yeah. It's a an ongoing war zone whereas there's a lot of... That's the interesting thing about actually, is that there's already a lot of cities that are stationed mm-hmm. that are not too far from Hammerhall itself.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: like, where are they going? <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, well we have because of Soulbound, we have this like, you know, actual, very spelled out Action map. Mm-hmm. We don't really have the figure on, And so I'm 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 just very curious as to what's going on. And and to like kind of emphasize the fact that I was super excited about the Dawnbringer thing, I made a whole Dawnbringer army. Like 2.0 yeah. <laughs> dropped, I was just like, I'm gonna convert this and this is the way it's going to work. So I'm super excited to actually find out how these crusades are going to work. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll get some rules for how to make your own crusade or how to like build a crusade. Like, I, 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 I am just buzzing yeah. with all the different things we could be doing here.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, one thing I also wanted to point out, just from like the voiceovers, just because I made notes of like what each voice was saying. Yeah, you did a much better job of doing homework than I did. I was just like,
1: ooh, I get to watch ooh, a cool right. video.
0: <laughs> I just watched it so many times that I like started picking things because it's so cool. <laughs> Um, so we have the stormcast I mentioned. We have what appears to be like humans from uh, actually who are a little bit more um, pessimistic. We mm-hmm. have someone who's obviously like chaos because he's talking about the dark gods, the man sacrifice. Yeah. And then there's one voice that is just sort of pessimistic. He
2: mm-hmm. doesn't,
0: I or antagonistic maybe is a better word. He doesn't. He's talking about how he doesn't like them behind their walls. And how they claim to be bringing light to a darkness. So I think we may actually start seeing uh, the unclaimed is like the term we have sort of been using. Because in like cities of Sigmar, you have the Azerites, the people coming from Azir, essentially the colonizers. You have the reclaimed or the people who are, are like had survived the age of chaos. And then Sigmar says, congratulations, you're part of our team now. (laughs) <laughs> I think we may just see people who Don't affiliate with anyone They may not like What's going on, they're just kind of doing their own thing Or they may be future Reclaimed or something
1: Yeah, That'd be super intriguing, I'm I'm super
0: interested To see how that's going to play out Yeah, and oh, another Thing that really stands out is This is Dawnbringers It's very connected to Cities of Sigmar They even said they couldn't release this earlier Because they were waiting for Cities of Sigmar to come out Mm -hmm. but cities of sigmar is not the only faction that's being focused on here what wait what yeah we're gonna real quick watch a few videos but there are four new minis from four factions that they want to show off each with lore that affects the story and each with their own cool new sort of rules that we're going to get to in a second so we will be right back as we dive into the characters or to be specific the Harbingers and the environments that the characters are in of the nine realms. All right. So the first model that they showed off is the Herald of order. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he's a Grimhold exile of the fire slayers. Paul, tell me a little bit about the Grimhold exile named Fiori.
1: Well, um, he's furious. Fiori the furious. I'm going to go with (laughs) that.
0: Fast and Furious? <laughs> the
1: fast. The the, the, the the I have no fast and I am furious because uh, it got destroyed because uh, that's his narrative is that he's the last surviving member from a magma hold uh, and he's just walking around spreading vengeance while carrying the flame of the hold with him for his last breath. So yeah. if you ever had an idea that perhaps Fire Slayers were just slayers from the old world. This is just a slayer from the old world. He looks awesome. <laughs> uh, but he also very significantly has hammers. Yeah. As opposed to axes. Every other Fire Slayer miniature that I saw, I, I looked it up, um, has an axe and he has hammers. Um, so gorgeous model um reminds me straight off of the uh the Slayer King's son from the end times. Are from a uh, um, storm of chaos in the old world, uh, gorgeous model, uh, looks really, really cool. So, yep. I took up a lot of the details there, but well, did you have anything
0: else to say? Yeah, so one thing that really stands out to me is now that we're starting to see these characters that we taken place in the story, my mind goes to, well, what will they be doing in the story? Mm-hmm. If the story is about two crusades, I, I'm I want to kind of guess to see how he affects these crusades. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how these Dawnbringer Crusades, you mentioned they, they're looking for these arcane nexuses or these like geomantic nodes, the, the crossing of ley lines is sort of what they're searching for. Mm-hmm. My thought is even though he is the Herald of Order, I wonder if Fury is not going to be on the same side as the Akshi Crusade if he is looking for the same arcane nexus to reignite the flame and create his own hold. So that's going to be my, my version of a Paul theory is that we may have a fire slayer who (laughs) might be trying to go to the same spot as them. Yeah. Probably initially antagonistic, just like every story where two people of the same grand Alliance meet, they fight, but then they team up because they realize they can live together is going to be my guess.
1: So I'm going in an opposite uh, direction and like this is not going to happen. But in my head, (laughs) I immediately go, oh, it's a fire slayer. I wonder if he's going to be in actually fighting against one of the other heralds.
0: Ooh, yeah. If they pair off and just start walloping each other. Yep. That's where my head goes to. And the other thing that's interesting is the lore kind of says they're the last survivor. I'm mm going to interpret it as one of the last survivors of their hold uh, simply because they do show that Fiori is going to be joined by Fiori's Flame Bearers, which is going to be his regiment of renown. Hey, we've heard about those before. Joining him on the battlefield. Yeah, regiments of renown. I was worried it was going to be a one and done thing my worry was wrong. I still would like some of these regiments of Renown to have more unique units, but using it as a tool to introduce characters that will affect the overall narrative is awesome. It's I I'm glad that they are using it. And I wonder if they like planted the seeds earlier with those regiments of Renown boxes. So that Mm -hmm. way they can just keep on adding more and give them some narrative heft. So, well,
1: I'm, you know, Aaron and I were talking about how there's no battle boxes. Mm-hmm. Right? One army versus another. You, you know what these are? These are battle They're, boxes with only one force in them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like, that's, this to me is the answer why we haven't had battle boxes this edition, is because we're getting mm-hmm. regiments of renowned boxes.
0: Yeah. And what's super interesting is these also kind of mimic the broken round boxes we got at the end mm-hmm. of last edition
1: well and the heralds the four heralds to me immediately i go back to malign portents before mm-hmm. 2.0 yeah where we had four characters one from each grand alliance that was helping to tell a narrative before the necroquake happened
0: yeah so, so i feel like this is combining both of those things the cool unique heralds and the cool unique army boxes mm-hmm. adding the regiments of renown into it to give them like that entry point. I think it's a slow culmination of things that they've start sort of been doing with the other uh, end of edition stuff.
1: I think it's them figuring out how, how they want the story to work and how to make it go forward. Right. Like yeah, it, it feels a little bit like that. And, and I'm super happy with it. I think this is amazing. Um,
0: I agree. But you also mentioned that there is one per grand Alliance and that, Mala Importance, and the same thing is going on here. So let's check in to see what chaos has going on. Yeah, we'll be right back. Alright, so we just saw Fulgoth's Shudderhood, the Harbinger of Decay.
2: hmm
0: Paul, oh, what's going on with this guy?
1: Uh uh Frank Frazetta is, is going on. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is it's an awesome reimagining of the Death Dealer. Uh, and the old Death Dealer miniature that they had that was in metal for Nurgle, um, that was—I think—that was actually a. Um, no, I don't, it wasn't Storm of Chaos, but it was almost right after. I, it's such a classic, classic model, mm-hmm. uh, and they've they've redone it, and somebody obviously had a massive amount of fun redesigning this model. Oh so.
0: yeah, that he's riding a horse that just does not look like it's doing well. <laughs> there's a few things that stand out to me. Like one, the design is just impeccable. It is phenomenal. Uh, but two things that stand out in terms of like what this could mean for the uh, narrative moving forward mm-hmm. is twofold. One it's Nurgle. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously connected to Guy Ran, mm-hmm. And they even mentioned this in the, the, the reveal stream is that they're locating Guy Ran. So like you said, we may see pairs pair off. Mm-hmm. This is not the guy that's in action. He's going to be the one harassing the uh, Gairanian crusade.
1: Well, if you talk about pairing off, look what he's got on the base of his miniature. Three little mushrooms.
0: Mm, yeah. I was going to say the other thing is right next to the mushrooms. Because even though the story is actually in Guyran, he's got yeah. a hand-painted road sign mm-hmm. leading him to another city. What does that yeah.
1: mean? it it says lethus. Oh, Letheus. Interesting.
0: Which is interestingly enough not in either of those two realms. <laughs> no, exactly. That's <laughs> in Shaiish,
1: which is weird because when we saw the picture of the orc skull going from Ger to Shyish. is actually Gyrand so, to Shaiish. Gyrand to Shaiish. Oh, did it?
2: Oh, yeah. That'd oh, be yeah. super
1: interesting, wouldn't it? Huh. Um. But the other thing is that that signpost was a, is a callback to the previous um, Harbringer for Nurgle that was mounted on a horse. Except oh, the crow that's on the shield was mounted on the, the signpost. Ooh. Um, the thing that I'm noticing is that um, he's obviously got the Nurgle icon, but if you look on his shield, it's got the fly symbol. And if you look on the bell, it's got the fly symbol. And if you look Ooh. at the choker for the horse, it's got the fly symbol. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if this is an order of the fly, start, perhaps. Right. We've heard about them in the background for forever. Um. So, I I would love to see an actual nightly order on night on horseback, but we'll see. It 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 probably is too much to ask, but yeah. Seems
0: directly related to me. I wouldn't be surprised if this character is related. Mm -hmm. And he does have his own regiment of renown, just like the other heralds do. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what the the lore is for Fulgoth and his Shudderhood, is that they may be Order of the Fly. And we may see, even if it's not models, if we Mm -hmm. see Order of the Fly show up in the narrative uh, doing stuff. Yeah. Like
1: I that would be super fun. I would love that cuz they're awesome. Um but yeah, he gets his own regiment of renown too, which is super cool. Um and yeah, is is another great box. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool. Uh, I I don't really have much more to say besides like it's awesome. Everybody can tell that it's awesome just from looking at it. So Yeah, uh, you know what I'm noticing now? So, if you look at the head on the left, It's got tentacles coming out of it, right? And then you look at the head on the right, and it's got a spike coming out of it, right? And then if you look at the Regiment of Renown, it's got antlers coming out of it. There's at least three different heads in this kit, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, three different heads and then different weapon builds as well. So there's a lot of variety available to you. You don't, like, obviously you can just take any model and you can name it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you can even build it so it doesn't look like the the character in the book.
1: Yeah, but you're, this does as opposed to the night kits where it looked like there was a ton of different options. This looks like the head swap is going to be most of what you're able to do because the hand is in the same position for the different weapons. Yep. Um. So
0: everything everything looks the same. It's just a head, and then the top of the weapon changes. You know, the thing that
1: really makes me not really happy with it is the, the mucus or the, the rotting dripping coming out of the horse's nostrils, the bone. Yeah. nostrils. That's uh uncomfortable. Let's put it that way.
0: I, I empathize with that horse.
1: All right. Can we uh, go to the next one? Cause I'm yeah. super excited for the next one.
0: Yeah. Let's see what's going on with destruction. Paul, this is you. This is mm-hmm. Braggit Big Talker.
1: I identify as a, uh, 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 rabble rouser uh i'm just gonna <laughs> put it out there like this looks awesome uh so this is a moon clan with a squig skull on him very much like the uh the gubapalooza um but he can talk big and he's swarmed in surrounded by a swarm of bat squigs so bat squigs are awesome so there's nothing not to love about bat squigs uh and he's got three of them flying over his head which is absolutely amazing. Um, and he's surprisingly loud uh, for his small mm-hmm. size. So uh, I will also take that as well. So <laughs> plus he's the first dual weapon hand, dual weapon moon clan, I think that we have. Ooh. So he's got a sickle that. and he's got a maul.
0: Yeah. I was going to say they gave him, They they say that the, the big skull that, like just covers his entire body, allows him to talk very loud. So I feel like this is the mortal realms equivalent of a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a squigcaster, exactly. He's spouting his insane theories, getting everyone riled up to go get spiders and squigs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the herald of destruction. Since it's not directly tied to a specific realm, it's yeah. It, I mean, the easy way out of where he ties into the the narrative is just he gets all the grats to attack one of the crusades. Yeah.
1: Also, he's got a, a mushroom on him, just like the the Harbinger of Decay does. Yep. So they mean he might be in Guran.
0: Yeah, it could be Guran. Right. Um, I know Actually, has a lot of volcanoes and cave systems, so they, mm-hmm. that could also be the tie-in there.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. I just, I'm really happy because um, in Malign importance. We also got a Moon Clan figure. And now we're getting another Moon Clan figure. We're the only faction that's gotten one for both of them because it was a Stormcast for Order as opposed to a Fire Slayer. It was a um Dark Oath for Chaos as opposed to Nurgle. And it was a White King as opposed to what we're gonna see next. So yeah. um I I think he looks absolutely awesome. And his regiment of renown looks amazing as well. Mm-hmm. They threw in yeah. a Gabapalooza there. Yeah, they did. Because <laughs> why not? Why not just throw in a Gabapalooza to his regiment of renown? And you to the squig hoppers and a squig herd because they're
0: just that cool. Well, it's great because the Gabapalooza also has a model where someone's wearing a squig. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like this model... They saw how much everyone loved the Gabapalooza and lo- oh. how much everyone loved the Bad Squig from Underworlds yeah. and decided to just mash them together for someone even even grander.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the big thing is he doesn't have another Grot on his head weighing him down. So obviously mm-hmm. he's going to be cooler.
0: Exactly. Right? And he's going to fight. The yeah. other one he uses the Squig to scare people. This yeah. dude uses the Squig to motivate them and get them going. So it- Exactly.
1: You know, Same I, tool, I, different use. They don't make Starbucks runs in the Mortal Realms. What they do is they put on big squig skulls and just start screaming <laughs> at you. That's your
0: workplace encouragement there. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to see what is going on with death. All uh, right, And then see if there's anything else waiting for us afterwards. One would, One would think. I don't know. We'll see. So,
1: this one. Will, I feel like you are going to want to talk about this one.
0: Well, yes, this is, of course, the uh, noble herald, uh, Sergerion, as part of Sergerion's delegation. He is a simple messenger for his king, spreading the great word to the people migrating throughout the realms. Uh, So he thinks. (laughs) Um, I love it. It's a flesh eater quartz herald. I don't know what the heck he is carrying. It's a big stick that has almost like two giant fangs on either end. So it almost looks like a, like a double-sided scythe.
1: Yeah, it, it it looks like a jaw yeah. to me. Looks like a jawbone of something.
0: Oh, yeah. And then he's
1: got a fang on the other side. And then he's tied all kinds, like a wind chime out of bones yeah. and antlers.
0: Well, those, of course, are actually decrees from his king because he is a (laughs) marrow scroll herald, which we were joking about what it could mean. What it literally means is that he writes and carves into the bones and his Ah. job is literally to go out to all these people wandering the realms and to convert them because he is so crazy as he's reading things from the bones, people start believing him and then they start realize they start taking in his message and then they become flesh eater courts as well. Cause that's how it works. You spread the insanity. Nice. So, so he's got I a marrow missive. Yeah, exactly. A marrow missive. And he's even got a rib cage full of them tied to his back. As nice. Well. Um, yeah, I again, I don't know like which of the two realms this guy is showing up in. Mm-hmm. But you know he's going to try to convert and might even be successful in converting some of these Dawnbringers. Some of the ones who aren't in it for the most noble of causes. Some people join these Dawnbringer Crusades because the cops don't come looking for you if you leave with a crusade. Yep. And if they're of weaker mind, they may... Uh, Switch teams halfway through, exactly. And who knows? He may even like end up helping out because I know they did that with Forbidden Power and Lethis, where the ghouls actually ended up fighting for the people. And yep. same thing in Broken Realms, where the ghouls fought against the OCR Bone Reapers. Yeah, so I'm calling it he's the protagonist, he's the good guy, <laughs> he's gonna make sure that these crusades survive. Uh, the gnarliest detail for me on this miniature
1: is the the hand, the skinned hand falling down from his shoulders. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting and intriguing. Let's put it that way.
0: Unlike m- most models that have tactical rocks for him to stand on. Yeah. I think he thinks he's standing on a tactical rock, but it's the tactical upper half of a corpse. I mean, the guy's name was nickname was The Rock, so
1: I mean, it, it still so counts as far as I'm <laughs> yeah, concerned. Yeah,
0: it counts. <laughs> so those are our four heralds. These are going to be the four characters that are going to be influencing this very first book. Yeah. We have some ideas of what's going on. We're 100% correct. Um, yes. <laughs> don't let whatever the book says tell you otherwise. Don't listen to Aaron or Eric or Davey
1: <laughs> or anybody else. We know exactly what's going on.
0: Yeah, this is it. This is your inside scoop. <laughs> um, uh, I just think it's an interesting idea to grab these four factions and these four different heroes. Yeah. When the, you think the story is two city crusades and then we have the smorgasbord of things that seem unrelated right now.
1: Yeah, it's specifically because there's no Dawnbringer. Right. Where's the Dawnbringer? I, I feel like if we listen a little bit more to the preview, we might find something else out. What do you think?
0: I say let's go for it. All right. So we continue the video hoping to find more information on what's going to be representing the Dawnbringers themselves since we know Cities of Sigmar is coming. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that cities of sigmar was not in the next part of the video because the harbinger book is actually scheduled to come out before cities of sigmar does but it does tell us how the story is going to be driven forward in your games which is the reason we're talking about it on path to story which is this is a it's primarily a path to glory campaign in this book Mm -hmm. and the rules are going to be posted for free online so you don't need the core rulebook to play your path to glory games which is awesome this is huge because like for a while like if someone wanted to get into the hobby they're like oh what do i need to play well the answer is you need your core rulebook you need the updated general's handbook you need your battle tome but with the path of glory rules kind of being online and the core rules being in like the general's handbook, it, it gives people a cheaper way to get into narrative play, mm-hmm. which is super cool. One, just for that, the accessibility making rules free is phenomenal.
2: Absolutely. And then two,
0: what I still think it's crazy that there's no actual Dawnbringer, <laughs> like yep. in the book, but that, the best way to engage with this is to play Path to Glory games and that there's going to be Path to Glory rules for your Dawnbringer crusades, it seems like regardless of whatever faction you are.
1: Well, and the other thing they mentioned is that they're gonna have free lore. So I think they're probably gonna go back to what they did for again, um, for Malign Portance, where they were releasing short stories like mm-hmm. once a week or once every a couple of weeks um, to tell about what's going on so there'll be some kind of catch up mechan- mechanism is what it sounded like to me is you, yeah. you'd be able to follow along what's going on so that's awesome and that will also be free as well So yep,
0: and they also did that for Broken Realms which was important because yeah. there were like setups for certain factions being certain places Siege of Excelsis for example in Slaanesh and the or short where stories where Kuron came from <laughs> right <laughs> and the short stories kind of helped explain that which yeah. was it's super nice that they're making that for free uh for everyone the other fun thing is like the rule they mentioned all the regiments of renowned and we got to see the boxes in full mm-hmm. so now that we know you've got path to glory now that we know they have their special regiments of renowned boxes i think it's super cool like get this get these boxes you could play as like the named characters sort of going through the narratives. If you wanted, you could play Sir Jerion's delegation moving through, or mm-hmm. you could take this as a chance to take a box and start creating your own narrative. You yep. can take the Nurgle Regiment of Renown and play your order of the fly path to glory campaign. All of the rules are online for free or in this Harbinger book.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to move on to the next one.
0: Yeah, they say something brutal is coming. So let's take a look.
1: All right. So, again, I feel like this model might be something you enjoy talking about.
0: Yeah, I feel like I want to go hog wild on this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a kill rig, but it's a killier pig. It's a killier kill rig. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm i picking up. it. Well, it's more like a kill pig. But um, yeah, we're talking about the Ma Grunta. This thing is massive. When I Mm -hmm. first saw the video, when I first saw a picture of it, I kind of glanced at it Mm -hmm. and I would just, my mind went, oh, that's a Gore Grunta with Graz on it, no big deal. Uh And then someone pointed out that those aren't grots, those are Iron Jaw Brutes, like Mm -hmm. massive Orc models just completely dwarfed by this huge hog. Um, This thing is just crazy. It's obscene. (laughs) Um, They mentioned there's a lot of ways you can build this. We see versions of it that's like heavily armored, versions that are less armored. Uh, They say you can make a hero out of it, or they specifically say a character, uh, because they say this actually ties into the second book that is coming out that we will get to Mm -hmm. in a second. But, yeah, this huge pig is wild. If you wanted to do an all-mounted pig force for your Iron Jaws army, (laughs) they're definitely giving you the option. Yeah. And...
1: He mentioned that there are several builds of this as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Which sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, because we... I see one build that's got, like, an orc who's wearing... It looks like the skull of the regular Gruntas. Mm -hmm. controlling this thing and then in the video they show a completely like different version where he's like less controlling the mouth and he's more just tied on and like (laughs) enjoying the ride i mean who wouldn't enjoy the ride i mean come on um yeah this thing is absolutely the the pinnacle of destruction yeah just having fun and yeah, it's going to be a part of the the second book because we know the first book is coming out in the summer and yeah. then this will take over the next. We have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming this is going to tie into the narrative for that book. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is the first book is called, you know, it's the Harbinger Harbingers and we have all these different heralds. We don't mm-hmm. know what the future books are called. Yeah, And so I wonder if like we get the harbingers who are mm-hmm. here to spread messages. And then we have something that's just more completely destructive for these yeah. factions. And like, the, I wonder if like each book is going to have a different theme
2: mm-hmm.
0: of the type of models we get. Cause like for malign importance, they were all heralds. Yep. And I wonder if we're going to transition away from just that and go to like a bunch of wackier ideas with each book.
1: I could see that for sure. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's like AOS to the max. Um, so it's, it's going to be awesome. And I I just see the 40k players just running this as bikes or trucks or like, you know. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to make some sweet 40k armies, too. So.
0: Oh, for sure. Like, all, all they would need to do is cut off one hand and give them a pistol. And then you've got your. <sighs> what are they, the break boys? Yeah. Beast Boys, something like that. Beast Negas. Beast Negas. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the Beast Breakers are the Cruel Boy version of it, which yeah. also
2: <laughs>
0: go for it. Yeah. Hop on in and make some Cruel Boy beasts as well. It doesn't need to be Iron Jaws. All right. Then we want to last. Wow. Yeah, the last thing, because we, we talked about there being more books. So let's take mm-hmm. a look at what the what the future has in store. So, what the future has in store for for us? Uh, they showed off the new updated roadmap for what to expect for Age of Sigmar as a whole,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which they specify in a few weeks. So, yeah, fingers crossed that this is going to be before Tenth Edition comes out of uh, yeah. 40k.
2: Yeah.
0: So, but we'll no. see. But in a, in the summer, we're going to get the the final release of the Seraphon, which is going to be super exciting. Mm -hmm. uh we're also going to get the new general's handbook which i'm excited because the general's handbook has always had some lore Mm -hmm. uh, to it so i wonder if that like narrative in that is going to tie into Dawnbringers at all or if it's going to move on because right now for the entirety of this edition we have been in Mm Gur and the general's handbooks have been like different parts of Gur. Uh, But now the narrative book is moving us into Gairan and actually, so I hope, like, it'd be cool if the General's Handbook takes us to a third different place, and we just start exploring the realms. And then also, we're getting the first book in the summer, so this is coming soon, which is kind of why I wanted to get this video done, because our normal recording schedule, if we did it with a regular episode, our predictions would come out after the release, maybe. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, and, and that's one of the big things is that there's going to be four books.
0: Mm-hmm. At least four books.
1: At um, least. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. And he said that there will be miniatures released for over a dozen factions. So yeah. that's awesome. We've seen five so far so I'm wondering mm-hmm. what the other at least eight will be.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah at least eight. I'm going to go out on a limb uh-huh. and say one of the factions that I, I don't think Seraphon or Cities of Sigmar are going to get models for this narrative, just because mm-hmm. the tomes came out at the same time, and I feel like they it may semi be baked in uh, with the with the new models they get. Oh, but what? But what if we get? Um, no, no. I, we may get a named version of those yeah. models, though. Like we may not get a new Seraphon yeah. model. But I think the new Scar veteran on Agradon will have a named version who takes place in the story.
1: See, like I'm, I'm wondering
0: if we're gonna get
1: in the Seraphon Battle Tome, they made a unit entry for Croak's ship. And I'm <laughs> wondering if like we might get a terrain piece or like some like maybe that's part of what's moving forward. Maybe yeah. Croak has decided, all right, I'm done with you, Kragnos. I need to deal with this. Because on the article <laughs> for this big pig, right, it says Craignos has garnered an immense wah and is running all over GUR. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's a, that's yeah. definitely a hashtag Paul theory.
0: but Yeah, um, definitely a hashtag paw theory. Uh, another interesting thing to go back to the, the, the pig article, it does say that the big pig is going to be focusing on what they call the twin-tailed crusade. So we now have a name for the Hammerhall Crusade, which is awesome. And then Mm -hmm. we also know the second book will still focus on those same crusades. So Mm -hmm. it's not going to be each book is its own crusade. We know it's going to be following both of them throughout this entire journey, which is super cool. It definitely seems like that's what we're going to be doing. So that's
1: awesome. So speaking of hashtag ball theories.
0: um, Oh, I've got a few myself.
1: We don't know anything going forward. Correct. As to what this this series of books is going to be besides what we have just seen now. So, Will, what are some pie-in-the-sky ideas that you think maybe or maybe not will actually be a thing in
0: this series? So, one of my huge pie-in-the-sky things isn't necessarily about this series specifically. I think the series will touch on it. And it's based entirely off of a half sentence in the article for the Flesh Eater Court, Sergerion, which is his entry just like ends on a half note of rumors abound that the morbid messengers may even serve an ominous higher power. And we know there's a battle tome coming in winter and we know Mm. Flesh Eater Courts are the only battle tome that have yet to be updated. So my theory is we are getting Ushorin. The Mortar of Insanity. Uh, I think he's getting a model. I think he's coming in. I think we're gonna get a Flesh Eater Court like uh, update on top of some of these models. That that's my pie in the sky. And I think That'd we be, he, be the Herald may literally herald him coming.
1: Oh, I wonder. I wonder if we're gonna get. I mean, what if we got a main character for each of these four factions? right like what if we Ooh. got like a big grot or um, some such to go yeah. forward and what if we got a fire Oof, I mean we could get grungy we could easily yeah. get grungy as a model we could. which would uh, complete a lot or like move forward a lot of the narrative that we've seen recently in the battle tomes mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what we uh, do for um,
1: Nurgle but um, uh, Nurgle <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. I mean, it's possible. But um, what is super cool is I love that these are the named characters that we know so far because all of the named characters from the previous end of edition things they're still like around. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Oath War Queen still shows up in the Slaves of Darkness Battle Tome. Yes, the that very first I forget the the name, but the very first Grot even though he died, he still is a ghost running around the broken realms, giving directions to, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the boss of bosses, uh, the the hand of Gork. Uh, so I am interested in where these characters go moving forward. Like what's going to happen with these heralds, even post, um, Yeah. Oh, they do say that
1: the, uh, in the article they do say the early days of the twin tailed crusade Mm -hmm. so apparently that's what the name is going to be which is super
0: fun yeah it's got one tail in one row and one tail in the other yeah um other pie in the sky things so here's a pie in the sky theory gonna throw this out there all right Mm -hmm. so it says one will rise one will fall all will burn and no mistake that one of the crusades fails but what if it only fails to the Dawnbringers?
1: Mm-hmm. What if
0: it what if it changes teens?
1: That'd be interesting.
0: I'm thinking either a fall to chaos, or the, a turn to undeath. But I feel like two brand new like city locations are going to come out of this. They're just not both going to be cities of Sigmar city locations.
1: That'd be cool. What if it was a city of destruction?
0: That'd be awesome. Uh, especially knowing that the second book is going to be oric mm-hmm. So
1: it does say Dawnbringer's Brook 1 Harbingers tracks the stories of these particular heralds as they clash in the wilds of Akshi and Garan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll get the lore, the rules for these four heroes, um, the regiment of Um there's new Path to glory battle pack with new quests, territory rules, veteran abilities, and six battle plans. So one would think we're also gonna get realm rules or some such thing like that. I was just right? gonna say, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I think the possibilities are like we can get realm rules, like realm based yeah. territories, realm based quests. We yeah. can also get similar thing like all of those path of glory options, but for establishing a city. Yep. So like territories that like you would need to grab to solidify your city and in the realms. Well, and we've
1: we've got an anvil of apotheosis, and then we got anvil of apotheosis in Gur. So, mm-hmm. might we get some kind of approximation of an anvil of apotheosis for Axche or Guran as well, or maybe an anvil of apotheosis for units?
0: I those are the pies in the skies. Just because I I just because I was wor- like, because anvil of apotheosis and regiments are renowned. They're both amazing things that should mm. be stable parts of the games that are constantly getting updates. And right now, I'm just waiting for those updates to be coming. <laughs> We're getting updates for Regiments of the Renown, which is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully, we start spreading apotheosis to multiple realms or and bringing back some of the faction-specific stuff, maybe. who Possibilities are out there. There's a lot of possibilities. There's a
1: lot of things. Man, this is, I'm just super excited. I mean, we could see... When we when we did Broken Realms, we did see the, the map being rewritten. So what's your pie-in-the-sky idea of part of the map that will be rewritten?
0: So part of the map that will be rewritten, I think, is actually going to be... The teaser we saw with the Auric had the connecting line that looked like Cursed Guys connecting uh, Gairan and Shayish. We've got mm-hmm. the Herald with the leftist sign... And then we have the Broken Realm story where uh, Manfred invaded Gyran from Shayish. So I think part of the realm is like that realm gate is going to be a large part of the story. Like it may be like, oh, it's the Twin Tail Crusades going through these two realms. Mm-hmm. But then it quickly does not become about those two realms because the crusade gets too close to that realm gate to Shayish and things get wacky from there. Because we have no idea where they're going. So
1: you you made me think of um the the flesh eater courts the mearos herald um serve an ominous higher power. What if the ominous higher power is Bellicor, and he's managed to convince the flesh eater courts that he is Ushiran?
0: That would be very cool narratively, but then I wouldn't get my Ushiran model. So then, like, <laughs> or sure, like, so yeah. It goes both ways. <laughs> I'm going to say my pie in the
1: sky is that we're going to lose Brightspear. Because. That would suck. <laughs> it would suck. But at the same time, because we have Soulbound, we would have, like, Soulbound could actually make it move forward. Yeah. Right? We could, because we've had um, supplements for Soulbound where it goes from Anvilgard to Harkiron. So what if we had a supplement that went from Bright Spear to whatever it is moving forward, right? Or something like that. Like right. um It it it's the question of like what what could we do that move forward? So
0: Um Yeah, and the reason we say Bright Spear and Soulbound, for those of you who may not know, Bright Spear is like the city that comes in Soulbound, but it is a, a city of Sigmar in actually in the Flamescar Plateau. Like it's in that same area. So it's it's in the target zone. It's in a the target-rich target
1: environment, and it's right With, in the
0: middle. <laughs> and they wouldn't have to change any of the current they sub-faction rules to do it. No, nope. But still have impact. Um, another thing I was thinking of is the Don Crusades. They're each formed for different reasons,
2: mm-hmm.
0: depending on where they're going. Since we don't know where they're going, I wonder if they know what's waiting for them. Specifically if there is a currently unseen faction sitting there. And actually, it could be some sort of industrious Dwarden who may have fallen from graze and turned to chaos. Or Mm -hmm. if some shenanigans happen and one of the Crusades at the end get attacked by a shadowy army led by a Mm half-dragon elf. I, wow, Because like, so this it's very reminiscent of an end of edition book series.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's your broken realms, it's your malign Portent, it's your arc of omens. Mm-hmm. The issue is we have four books on the roadmap that goes until winter. Mm-hmm. Typically they do new editions in the summer. So that's six more months or yeah. like two whole quarters of things we can do between the four books we know of and the end. I don't think we can sit through four books of just like walking through realms, seeing the sites fighting different factions and have that be like compelling consistently mm-hmm. without it having developments that actually will change things. So my pie in the sky was a short and coming back with the winter flesh eater courts battle tome. Mm-hmm. What if it's not flesh eater courts is a, uh, cause like they, they have done like some brand new factions towards the end of an edition yeah they were yeah. written for second edition rules but released in first edition the um so like grave lords yeah. were they even though all the models had existed and they were a part of like different armies mm-hmm. their book came towards the end of second edition yeah maybe we get something like that maybe we get a new faction that comes out six months before the end of edition that's written with whatever fourth edition will be in mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get Karnathi and Giran. Maybe we get Chaos Wars and actually, There's a lot of factions they've hinted at. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There's so many to choose from. And I know we're not going to get all of them soon. Mm-hmm. We may get one.
2: Yeah.
1: Very, very intriguing. There's so much um that we could get. And yeah.
0: it's just yeah. And amazingly everything we've said will be true. <laughs> e- One way. <winner>. Eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I'm I'm I would love for them to have a you know how we get these faction specific cool things that we get to do, like brewing mushroom potions and like, Ooh. you know right? Yeah. I would love for them to have a Dawnbringers specific thing that any Pathagory army can do yeah. to move their force forward.
0: Yeah. I was even though I like I wouldn't like doing it but I like the idea. Stealing things from like total war or it's yeah. like city management, like managing your mm. resources, your like not just your combatants but your mm. people, like do we have yeah. enough supplies and stuff like yeah. that. That would be and they wouldn't have to make it super complicated. They could even be like an encounter table like oh yeah. you're doing bigger crusade uh A random giant pig starts rampaging through walls. Mm -hmm. Roll to see if you slay it for glory. Like, it could be as simple as, like, that's uh, encounter mechanism from Thandia. Yeah. But themed for having your settlement.
1: I'm also wondering if we're going to get, like, narrative-specific magic items. Right? Specifically for the Twin-Tailed Crusade.
0: Or some such thing. Um, That would be super fun. Did it say we're getting new outposts because that would be nice to have more of those <laughs> instead of just the
1: one i didn't see it saying specifically that we are but
0: yeah it doesn't look like they say i'll just cross my fingers and hope
1: yeah no it's but i mean a new Path pathiquary battle pack period is gonna be awesome
0: it's gonna be amazing uh right? new battle plans new quests new a lot of things and I wonder if this is going to be an update. Like, I wonder if they
2: mm-hmm.
0: realize, like, hey, you know what? Instead of, you know, three heroes, one wizard, one priest, one monster, mm-hmm. what if they change it based on the realm you pick? Because right now the realm you pick doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. But since we're getting a story that's specifically tied to one of two realms, and mm-hmm. you have, like, you choose, maybe that could have an effect. Maybe that well, might do something. I, I think they're going to have to do it, because...
1: Otherwise, why are you releasing the rules for free? Right. If you're not doing a completely
0: new right? a way of doing it. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. I'm excited, and I I'm, hope. Yeah. I hope that either we are proven right or we um. are proven wrong very quickly. With how <laughs> quickly this book comes out. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: so what it feels like, what book one feels like to me is it's a general's handbook for narrative. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. Plus, we get a massive amount of lore as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And we get regiments' of renown, and we get new heroes, we get new characters, we get new mm-hmm. narrative. The story is moving forward. I ha- kind of wish that it was more tied to all of those threads left over from Broken Realms, but mm-hmm. who's to say that it isn't. they are, and they mm-hmm. just aren't telling us yet. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you look at the. If you look at the pig, it says that Kragnos is doing things and moving forward, right? And if you've been following the story phase, they've been putting all these hints at all these little things that are starting to move forward, that are starting to, like, potentially have effects. Like um, mm-hmm. like how Catacross um, is slowly going insane because he got hit by Archaean's Slayer of Kings, right? Yeah. So what's that story going to be like? We have all these hints
2: moving
0: forward. So, another thing that's super interesting, and this was kind of a complaint before when talking about these books, that now is just ripe for opportunity, is pretty much every battle tome up until this point has been dealing with the aftermath of Broken Realms and the fact that we are in the era of the beast. Yeah. So, all of the named characters have had one excuse or another to go to Gur or mm-hmm. go to the eight points to like conquer archaeon almost zero named characters are hanging out in like guy ran and mm-hmm. Achi. so we this is a cool opportunity to see what these factions are doing when corgus cole is ramming continents into each other and Gurr. yeah when catacros is in the eight points when archaeon is running across the realms when everyone is just chasing after Craig knows. Now we get to mm-hmm. see like what everyone's doing without that supervision. Well, in the way that Eddie was talking about
1: in the preview, he was saying, yes, we put Dawnbringers in there. And yes, it's the narrative thrust of 3.0. We're just getting to it now, right? Yeah. Because we needed cities to come out. Hmm. I'm wondering if all of the other things in the Battle tomes are just because we needed cities to come out.
0: Because we needed cities to come out. Uh, Another thing I saw theorized is because they specifically say, well, we needed cities to come out, Mm -hmm. which I think they're like, yeah, we know it's late. Something happened where cities Uh is later than we wanted it to. (laughs) So, like, I wonder if this wasn't if it's not supposed to be end of edition. But like everything with shipping and stuff had been messed up the past few years, especially coming out of the UK. Yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe this is supposed to be a mid of edition and we're just getting to it now.
1: I have no answer, but I am super happy that it's coming now, <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. There's, there's a, there's a lot of narrative that's pushing towards right now, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it it just feels super fun, and yeah. I I can't wait to see where it goes. I mean, maybe we're gonna get some novels for these characters too.
0: Like I oh my god, yeah, with the free fiction, like at very least free short stories. Mm-hmm. I just I really love. Just to go back to the point of, like, Broken Realms was they were named after these godly characters. Literally, all of them are gods. Yeah. Uh, but now we're not. Now we're not seeing like this because it's Dawnbringers. It's about the normal people. Yeah. And we're not watching the gods fight over these realms. We're watching the everyday folk. Even if your everyday folk is an insane ghoul who reads off of bone or your everyday folk is a grad podcaster.
2: Yeah. We're
0: seeing them struggle in the realms, which I think is something that had been a com- like a com- people a complaint from people who like had gone away from AOS was mm-hmm. well it's just too high magic, it's too god versus god. Well now we're going back to that. We're yeah. going back to the everyday guy and yeah. I think the narrative needed that at this moment in time. I I feel like we're probably about time to wrap
1: up, but I feel like I need to correct you on one thing. I don't think he's a Grot podcaster. I think he's
0: a Grot shoutcaster. (laughs) Shoutcaster. If he could, he'd have a YouTube channel with a crazy thumbnail of him acting shocked. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, dear listeners, our fire has at last burned down to embers, and we must take to the path once more. If you enjoyed your time with us, consider leaving us a positive review on your podcast platform of choice, or you can leave a tip over on our Patreon at themortalrealms.com Patreon. If you'd like to share your stories with us, you can head on over to our Twitter at Path to Story, or you can chat with us on our Discord at themortalrealms.com Discord, where you can tell us what we got right and what we got wrong in the coming weeks as these books are released. Finally, if you'd like to keep us company on the road... Paul, where they can? Where can they find you online? At PJ Shard. You can find me at on Twitter at Age of Sever, or on the Discord simply as Sever. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again real soon.
2: It's a path